0: It's time to talk all things Minnesota Wild. Welcome to The View from the Wild with the fans, Brett Blakemore. Welcome back to The View from the Wild 2021, people. Let's go. Dude, I'm so happy. And how about that? New intro, uh, new music, new production, new button bar, new everything. We've got a brand new podcast for you and more guests coming, potentially even in this episode, uh, because as I'm recording this, I'm still working on getting people. And if not, it'll be in the next one and the ones preceding. Uh, as well as I'm literally watching Lou Nanny walk into the studio right across the glass to talk to Dan Barrero. As I'm recording this, I mean the the possibilities now compared to when I was doing this even a year ago uh, have over tripled. I mean the possibilities are now endless for people that I can have on to talk about the wild. And guess what? It it took a while for me to get here, and you know I'm I'm I've always been passionate about the wild, and that hasn't changed. Um, since the last one I put out, I think it was like in January. Um, I I just think I it started to get to the point where doing it alone was was kind of tough and, and with with COVID and everything, it was just hard. And I didn't really have like enough scalding hot you know, I want this show to be scalding hot wild takes that everyone's either totally for or just totally no! just hates it. Uh, and I didn't really have any of those takes. I was kind of just riding along with everybody else, and you know, just happy that Carril's here and happy that he's playing. And you know, we'll see what happens. And then a little something happened called the the roster cuts for this year, and all of a sudden I felt that the deep urge in my stomach. I felt Ryan Donato 2.0 coming out because I want Marco Rossi on this team, and I'm here to make my case for it. Uh, and why I think rushing these prospects is kind of a weak excuse. Um, also, I went to both preseason, well, I went to two out of the three preseason home games. Uh, and I wanted I had a few thoughts from that as well. Um, and besides that, just getting back into into wild hockey and getting back into rosters and line combinations and who's in and who's out, who's in Iowa,, uh, and also, Wild, filed and Mild is back. I mean, come on, guys. I, I mean, the only segment that I that I named myself, uh, I got to bring that in. Um, but let's start. I'll, in a few minutes, I'll get into the Rossi debate. Uh, I'll give my pitch for why I think Rossi should be on the team right now. Um, but first, I'll just go into the main question I want to ask you guys is, and just something for you to think for yourself, and, and then I'll give my thoughts is this wild team a better team on paper than last year because i i i find it hard to believe that it is i'm not saying it's worse i'm not you know i'm definitely i'm i'm a wild apologist at heart i in no way am i saying let's throw in the white towel you know let's just let's just call it a day and let's wait for next year because that's the last thing i want to do but is this team truly better than last year's team and i don't it's hard for me to say that it is because we have all this great talent in the cupboard that people are talking about, and they're not here. Um, obviously, the first line with with Kirill, Eck, Zuccarello um, is, all, is great. A little bit about Eck that I kind of have worries about. But then you go into the second line, and, and this goes into the whole argument of, well, is it really the second line, and, you know— you can start a fourth line, a more grindery line, and it's still fine. Uh, but the second line is Hartman centering with Felino and Greenway. Now, <laughs> if you know anything about me, there's always a bane of the team. There's always someone that I just don't like the way they play. And last year, continue into this year, it's still Jordan Greenway. And I will say all of the signs so far, minus that first game where Dean Evison crapped on him. Minus that game, I think there's been some positive signs from Greenway from the games that I've watched. Uh, If you just take out the Chicago game, we don't even need to talk about the Chicago game. But it's just the consistency. It's about you have all this size and potential, and then you don't really do much with it half the time. I think he kind of has stone hands as well. and. It comparatively, and I'm and again I'm saying this on NHL terms. He has stone hands. Obviously, I, I always hate when that argument of well, you say he stinks. He's in the NFL or he's in the NHL. It's like well, on NHL standards, he has stone hands. On in normal people standards, he has elite hands. You know what I mean? Uh, in the top one percent of hands, but in the NHL on this team, he has stone hands. Um, I just don't like. I love that line. I mean, but as a if that's our second line, that's the second best line we got. I don't want to freak out about about where exactly they are, but you you know what I'm trying to get at. Ryan Hartman, who wasn't a, a isn't a natural center, hasn't played center, and we made him play center, and now he's our second line center. I think is a problem. Um, the next line: Goudreau Rem Pitlick, who I know next to nothing about, um, besides that he's a former Gopher and he I think he went to Shattuck's, Um and with Kevin Fiala. Get this man some help. Get, no! get this man some help on his line. Um, and honestly, there's not much more because the fourth line is Nico Sturm, who I actually really like, uh, with sad who I'm really okay with, and Victor Ask, who is the worst situation possible with that trade because his expectations has just been too much. And for what he's making, it's just—I I used to hate him, and now I just feel bad for him, and that still holds um, and then with the defensive pairings of Goligoski and Spurgeon which I like how they're using Goligoski as just kind of the suitor replacement um because I I like Spurgeon with that kind of uh with that kind of bigger and a little slower defenseman who's more of a defensive defenseman I think that really gels well with him and Spurgeon bro I mean brodeen and Dumba you just don't you don't mess up them uh and then Kulikov and John Merrill the bottom I mean this is the latest uh line report from um and Duhamel's got to fit in here somewhere. So, I mean, we're still waiting to see exactly what the line combinations are going to be opening night. Um, but that was the latest line combinations. Is that a better team than last year? And my main concern is is the scoring depth. Is is this line is this going to be a one-line team with Kirill and and his line or are we going to get that scoring depth from Fiala who by the way looks sh- more shifty than I've ever seen him. Uh, in his wild tenure. I'm I'm very concerned about the scoring depth. I think it's a very top-heavy forward group. I'm not really concerned, even without uh, Ryan Suter, I'm not really concerned on the defensive front. I think we'll be just fine. I don't think we'll be great, but I think we'll be just fine. It's the scoring depth that bothers me the most. And I'm hoping that Duhame can fill that role or fill that void. But you know who else could fill that void? Marco Rossi. And... Coming right up, right now. Well, actually, first off, before we get into the Rossi debate, I do want to say I had some thoughts about the Wild Game Ops um, and Wild Social Media and Wild Game Ops. We talked about that. Uh, But I went to a few of the preseason games, and it is very different from what it used to be. Um, And maybe in a good way, maybe not. We'll talk about that. But right now, it's time for the Rossi debate. And I've, I've hired up. Uh, KDWB's E White to talk to me about it. Have you been to a preseason game yet? Uh, or have you? Did you go to any of the no, preseason games? No, I didn't.
1: And I'm like, I don't even know why I didn't. I should no. have. That would have been sick. Um, no, I just honestly did not get to one. Most of them were during the week, and then it was like the yeah. weekends that like I have happened to fall in like certain places. I had like other engagements and other things going on, so. Mm. Yeah, dude, I it sucks because like I, I the team looked good. It looked fun. Yeah, seriously, they look like they're having a good time. Seriously, how do you uh, how do you feel about the
0: the lines? Are you because I so
1: I saw the roster. I saw Jesse Pierce from uh, Bar Down Beauties tweet out the rosters today. Yeah, um, would love to talk to her. Yeah, I would love at to. At some point, Jesse's yeah. Jesse's my homie. She's super dope. But um, yeah, I saw the. This is the last line combinations okay. that I
0: thank you. This this is from the preseason though, so it doesn't have Duhame on it.
1: So he fits in there somewhere. Duhame is in there somewhere. I yeah. mean, yeah. You might slide out somebody and then you know switch it back in and everything. Um, I love Kaprizov and Zouk together, like in general. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. You're I not mean, touching that. No, yeah, that first line looks good. I mean, I know I know you have your thoughts about Eriksson Ek. I honestly, like, I was skeptical for a long time, and now that he's here um and you know what he did last season i actually really enjoy him do i think he's a first line center still no is he our first line center yes yeah, and we're that, gonna go with well, it well and that's
0: that's been the thing that we've been yeah arguing about for a long time is right is it was stall the last time right? right it was like well he's not a nhl first line center no but he he's was. our first line center it's, he was at one was, point yeah, yeah, yeah in carolina yeah right um, but he's not anymore <laughs> and I wanted there's two things that I want to debate with you, and the first one is Eric Sinek. Sure. Is it seems to me, and this is how uh Jesse put it, yeah. A uh, friend of the show who's on the who's on this show because oh. I have him on every now and, oh, and then. Oh yes, love it, love um, it. Um is like a Bugatti or a Lambo. Absolutely. You know, something really nice. Matt Zuccarello is like like an Audi or a nice Lexus, sure. you know, like a little A4 it, action, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um Eric Sinek is like a nice pickup truck. You know, he he does the job, okay. but he just doesn't fit in
1: with the line. But and, you know what I mean? I Sure, but I think what matters here most is, you know, chemistry and everything. And I know it seems like it doesn't fit in on paper, and on mm. paper it doesn't. But, like, if we're being fair here, uh, Kaprizov, Eriksson Eck weren't really on the same line much last year. So and I never yeah, really never. Yeah. So maybe they saw something, maybe they're trying some things out and everything, because here's the thing, you know, yeah. Are they all different types of cars? Absolutely. Are they all getting the kids to soccer practice? Are they all getting <laughs> yeah. their kids to the kids to the ice for hockey practice? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the thing that matters here. So if there's, you know, good. Here, here's what matters. Here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Zouk and Kaprizov will set each other up no matter what it what matters is that Eriksson Ek is there for the rebound. And yeah. Ericsson neck is there to, like, clog the middle and things like that. And if he's able to do that, I think it could be a really successful first line. I, 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 don't, I, I definitely don't, don't, know, don't think
0: it'll tank. Like, I don't well, think it's not. so bad that— Well, that, here's I the reading? thing Evanson said, too, yeah. was that he's like, well, if you got two guys moving and two guys cycling, then you need somebody in front of the net or need somebody that's willing to, to forecheck to set up, like, Kirill. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. I don't disagree with yeah. that outright, but it just feels like— if they're on a rush, if sure. they're on a 3 on 2, do I trust
1: Eric Sinek to be a distributor of the puck no. as as good as a Rossi could but be? But I don't but I don't think that's his purpose. And so I think what Evanston's trying to do is that he realizes what he has with this team right now and it's a little more scrappy than say huh. we're not we're not watching Edmonton out here, you know, it's not yeah. like McDavid and Drysaddle you know, flying down the ice or anything like that. It's very much a net or a, a gritty type team. And so, I, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I think the thing is is that if you have Eriksson Ek hanging back and you have Zouk and Kaprizov feeding off each other, there's something there for sure. Am I seeing that right? Is that Fiala on the third line? That's Fiala on the third That's line. That's not correct. That's well, not good. And, well, then,
0: but if you look at the second line, sure. Ryan Hartman uh-huh. is our second line center. And Oof. I like Hartman as a player, Same but is he a top six center in this league? I he don't... didn't even play center last
1: year. I... Just this is it feels like they flipped this over and they oh, just yeah. like messed it up or something like that. Well, no, it,
0: and you we've all heard of them starting, you know, like oh, well, the fourth line starting tonight, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, that doesn't yeah, make yeah. them the first line, no, so it could be that situation.
1: Um, they must see something in, in uh, a combination with Fiala and Pitlick because maybe I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't hate Goodrow. What do you think of Pitlick because I know nothing about him outside of he? played here a lot see i the thing is i did some research on pitlick Ooh. and then i was like oh wait that was tyler pitlick different guy you know shout out to robbinsdale i always uh, love that one <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah rem pitlick kind of unfamiliar with him man haven't really seen him play too much so i'm interested to see what's up with him well he made the team yeah so i mean he obviously there, good. there's something there for sure i i do like frederick goodrow though i think he's i think he's uh, see
0: i don't Again, it's it's kind of the same situation with Pitlick with Goudreau. Mm-hmm. I just don't know enough about him yet, and I've watched the preseason games, and I think he's. I definitely don't think he's costing. No. You know, I don't think that Rampeluck is going to cost either, mm. and and that's you know a gaming term. You know, right. like yeah, yeah, he's it. not going to cost. Uh, how do you explain? Is he's not going to be the reason
1: that you lose? No. He's not going to cost you the win. Certainly not. He hasn't had, to, uh, I will say, this is like kind of like an opportunity for him because he hasn't had a ton of games in the NHL. Mm. Um, I was going to say, I think he's only had about, yeah, he's had 75 total in the league. But anytime he has played, uh, because he came from Nashville, uh, he was really, really good with the Milwaukee Admirals last year. So yeah. I don't know. Like maybe they see something there. Um, this could be a huge breakout year for him. This could be something where, like, we, yeah, I like your glass half full. Could I, be a breakout year. You know, man, I'm optimistic with this team. I'm not gonna lie, and that's because maybe I'm just so unoptimistic with my hometown team of the Flyers. There you go. Um, because just pain. Uh, but this team is like, I, I think the thing is, is that we're gonna see these lines for the first 20, 30 games and then we're gonna get the Boldy. Then we're gonna get the Rossi. We're gonna get those call-ups. Mm-hmm. I that's how I feel. I know you and I kinda have a different stance on uh well, that's where we're going. Yeah, here. I figured that's where I figured yeah. you know it was a light little segue. Um the whole situation with Rossi and Boldy uh starting in Iowa um, I know it's kind of a, a, a soft spot for you, or like kind of yeah. sore spot for you. So. It, well,
0: you follow me on Twitter, yeah, so you know I'm not sure. happy about it. So yeah, let's just let's just get into it. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my stance on the Rossi and Boldy thing. Everyone you talk to, including uh, like Russo or any wild expert, basically said, "Well, he can play in the NHL right now, sure, and he can compete, and it's only a matter of time until they call him up." And, you know, he's going to be a top six center when he gets here. That could be in a month. That could be in five months. That could be if we already know that. Right. Why, why, we're wasting our time here. And I think it's a formality at best. It's a formality. At worst, it's a joke that that he's starting down there, mm. specifically Rossi. And I and Boldy, too. Boldy's hurt. So I kind of can take my foot off that gas pedal. Um, but I think Rossi starting in Iowa is a formality and a joke. And I think the idea of, well, there's only—you know, this is something that Jesse said, too, and I'm going to give him a chance at some point to defend himself before I'm just crapping on him for no reason here. (laughs) Um, But he's like, well, but there's no spots open. And this is a take that a lot of Wild fans have. Well, there's just no spots open. Sure there is. Look at—I mean, Ryan Hartman could easily move to fourth-line wing, Mm -hmm. and we could have Victor Rask— Blessed be his name, sitting in the press box, having a great view of the game while Marco Rossi plays. Like, there's no reason that that can't happen. I understand with financials and stuff. I think my main point is: do, Are do the Wild have a better chance to win games with Victor Rask or or Rem Pitlick or Goudreau, or do they have better chance to win games with Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy? I think they
1: have better chance to win games. With the two young guys, Bolding and Rossi. That's why I think they should be playing. I, I think I agree with you 100%. But at the same time, I think we're looking at a situation where, again, they're young. They're still trying to figure things out. I know right now they could be incredible in the NHL and they could be doing big things and everything. They could also end up like Nick Robertson, where he just got cut by the Leafs. Like, you know, and he mm-hmm. was like the big. Everybody had so much hype around him in Toronto and. Now he's not even on the damn team, so uh, it's kind of like well, where was he picked? He was—I'm pretty sure he was a first rounder, wasn't he? I mean, here's the thing: there was a bigger investment with Marco Rossi, obviously. So, 53rd overall. Okay, so that's Nick Robertson. thats a solid second round pick. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good solid investment. You know, you expect that guy to play. You know, at least the first like you know, couple of years at least. So I don't know. I, I I think the big thing for me is start him out. Give the team that you have a chance, right? You, you got to figure it out. And so like a guy like Goodrow, I mean, listen, he's he's gotten in his his reps and everything. Give him a couple of reps at the main level. And then if it doesn't work out, then call up Rossi. Call up Boldy. I know a lot of people are concerned with Rossi after his bout with COVID. I know it was like, a, he, and he had, it it was pretty bad for him. Um, but at the same time, like, everybody's saying, like, you know, he's been okay. He's doing solid. Uh, also, unless you've been living under a rock, if you're a hockey fan, he played in the World Juniors and yep. went off. So he's fine. He's at, like, a completely, like, I'm not worried about level. him fitness at yeah, all. Yeah, fitness-wise, no. he's fine. Matt Boldy is the one I'm a little bit more, uh, okay, he could probably be off the main roster right now. Yep. I, I'm cool with... But letting, he's injured, so it's right, like... Right. At, but at the same time, it's, like, one of those situations where... When they said Boldy's gonna start in Iowa, I was like, mm, I don't know. Rossi makes sense. He didn't he hasn't played a lick of NHL hockey yet. Matt Boldy hasn't, but has not like preseason or like you know, yeah. like a little bit here and there. Um, but at the same time, he also had plenty of reps with Iowa last year. So I, I think he's he, played at this he, level. In, in some Iowa sort of way. he was
0: playing really well. Yes, too. Absolutely. He was dominating no, down there. It, it was so it, it's like, what more do you want to do?
1: Yeah, I I I mean, you know, so I, just let him I, I think let Dean figure it out for now, roll with what he's got. Um, I respect it, you know? So, yeah. like, I I, I... I don't. I would prefer to have Boldy up here and leave Rossi down, but, I, I again, I think within the first 20 to 30 games in the season, like, by Christmas, you will see Boldy or Rossi and or both yeah. uh, up on the roster. So, um, With regards to Beckman, mm. I don't know if you heard
0: Bill Guerin's Love uh, uh, things about that. Yeah. Um, Bill Guerin literally said... If I could bottle up what Adam Beckman did, is that, is that his first name?
1: Adam Beckman, yes. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know why that just felt wrong to me coming out. <laughs> I felt like I was screwing it up.
1: Well, it's all good. I, um, I keep on saying Adam Beckham like David Beckham. Oh, there and you like, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all good. Um,
0: if I could bottle up what Adam Beckman did in this preseason, I would because he did everything right. Right. My response to that is, huh? well, if he did everything right. Why he'd be on, a, he'd be on the roster. Right. But instead, we've got I I it's the same mentality of well, these guys have played longer and they're making more money, therefore they have to be on the roster. And I just I think that's another shining example of just just don't lie to us. If it, right. like just say what was the problem, or you just want him to get more seasoning. Um it just felt a little I love Bill Guerin. I love almost everything he does. What he's done with the team has been phenomenal. I agree. And I think he's been 100% on the right side of every move he's made. Um, it's just handling prospects is the one thing that I disagree with him about. And I just don't understand. And yeah. I'm in the minority here. Well, not,
1: not all people think like well, I do. We're, we're Minnesota, again, very old school hockey fans. I feel like we've had this but You and I have had this conversation percent. Yeah, 100%, yeah. You know, The old school versus new school. Um, you know, I'm usually under under the philosophy of put your best players on the ice, and I think you know with the Rossies, the Boldies, and in this Pretty case, simple. Adam, Adam Backman, um, should be out there. But at the same time, I when agree you, when you have some Jesus when yeah. you have somebody like a um, like a Dean Evenson and a Bill Guerin that are handling the front office, where Bill Guerin played in the dead puck era. He was very much like an old school style player. I still don't understand the dead puck era. Um, um, the, yeah, I still don't. It's just nobody scored, so that's why. It was oh, th- okay, yeah. fair enough. So nobody's because like, like games would go like to one-one ties.
0: Because baseball, the dead ball era was like a difference in the ball, right? Like it,
1: and it didn't go as far. Well, that was it's a play on words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so just, you, so know, just you, would have, you would have like one nothing, like triple overtime games in the playoffs, and everything It was just crazy. But again, going back to Dean and Bill, you know Adam Beckman's played nine games total in the AHL. He spent most of last season in the WHL actually with the mm. Pogan Chiefs, which by the way, um, he scored twenty-seven points in twenty-one games. He's yeah, more not than bad. a point of game a game, you know, a point game player uh, back in twenty twenty before the pandemic. Uh, well, we he all scored know... hundred and seven points in sixty-three games. So like yeah. he knows what he's doing. It's a guy it's a kid who He's
0: a, he's a scorer.
1: Yeah, he's a scorer. It's yeah. exactly what and it's exactly what this team will need. Here's the thing. Within the next two three years, this team's going to be electric. It already is fun. It's already is like a team that I think has um, you know kind of a grasp on everybody's attention because of Kaprizov, because of Kevin Fiala. But I think once you add in the Rossies, the Boldies, and the Beckmans, that's when this team is going to take it to the next level. But I don't know if it's like any time in twenty twenty one. It could be the start of twenty twenty two. Real quick, yeah. I, I first of all.
0: We all know that we don't care about junior scoring here. No, because if if we did, Marco Rossi would be on the team because he was the OHL
1: MVP. I do. I do. I I am like weird with like juniors and college hockey. You know me. I'm like super into it. I care about it. Mm -hmm.
0: We as an organization clearly don't care about it because it doesn't matter whatsoever according Mm -hmm. to them. Um, Real quick, while I have you, I have you like five more minutes. What do we think about? Division winners. Do you have any sleepers? Are there any teams that you're like, no one's talking about blank,
1: but I really like them. I feel like I talk about the Panthers every year, like they're going to be here. We disgusting. are again, dude. Yep. I, yeah, I was going to say last year I talked about them too. Um, I think adding Joe, um, not Joe Thornton, <laughs> I'm kidding. Joe Thornton's not going to do anything. Uh, I'll Sa- tell you what, Sam Reinhart is a nice addition for that. Because he, here's the thing, Sam Reinhart has spent his entire career in Buffalo. We don't know his exact potential, like that's just not a fair assessment. How are we not in on that trade? What Sam Reinhart? They traded Sam
0: Reinhart for a bag of pucks, and we weren't in on it. No, I, I don't get
1: it. I, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, I'm, I don't know, dude. I, no. I, I don't know. I mean, here here's the thing. I think Florida is, and I know this might be a hot take, but I think Florida is closer to a cup than the Wild are right now. Um, I know. I know. Oh I know. my gosh. I know. But wow. I they, I but they are. It's just, yeah, and I think, I will say, I think without Drieger, because I think Drieger is better than Bevorovsky um I think that's a little bit of a rough spot but dude they they just well they re-signed Barkov yeah resigned Barkov they're like a hefty deal they still got Huberdo for a couple of years they add Reinhardt in there um Owen Tippett has another um you know a couple of year, a couple couple years under his belt um and then you add Jumbo Joe which like listen yeah. I mean it, it, not that it, it, he's not you know Joe Thornton from like you know 2007. But, <laughs> no, the, but, no. here, but here's the leadership, right? That's some leadership that this team doesn't have, and I think that, you know, Barkov could learn from him a little bit. So I, I love them for sure. Um otherwise, man, I mean, I think I, I love the Islanders. I think the Islanders have potential to make another run and like actually like make it to the cup final. Yeah, good this luck year. to Zach out there. Yeah, seriously. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, man. Damn. <laughs> Tough. Uh but yeah, I mean that's kind of it. Like I think the Western Conference is pretty straightforward. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I don't think there's any room for surprises in the West. Yeah, the to West. Be and I
0: think, I think the Wild are a playoff team easily. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely not winning it because I think Colorado is just elite. Yeah. Um, and here we go, another year of of really just... Pumping up the Avs, even though they lose in the playoffs. Yeah, every well, year. and they lost but Gruby it,
1: too. So uh, that's, on
0: paper, they're just a good team. I don't yeah. know how else to say it.
1: I mean, um, I, I think I think their goalie situation is a little bit weaker because they lost Gruby for sure. I mean, he wants. I it. like Kemper. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I think Kemper is pretty solid. I think with that decor, I think he'll, he'll definitely be in a better situation. Um, the last
0: preseason game for the Avs. Let's look at this. L- less we forget, they still have Landeskog, Rantanen. Nasam Kadri Yeah. Uh and we're not even talking well, McKinnon's not and McKinnon's on not he... even
1: in these line combinations because it's a preseason game. He's also out uh first game for COVID. He's uh he's no. asymptomatic, but he'll he you know, they gotta keep him away. Um, um McCarr is still. Cal McCarr, Cal McCarr could is... win the uh Yeah, well I think he got a stolen from him last year. I like I love Adam Fox, but I thought that uh, you know, Cal McCarr deserved that last year. Why am I blanking on the name? Which The one? Norris. The Norris. Yeah, the Norris. Yeah. Yeah. The Norris. Man. Um, yeah, man. So I I don't know. I, I think I don't see any team in this division beating them. No, I think Seattle will be a fun team to watch. Like you know, just to touch on the expansion real quick. Um, I think they'll be a fun team to watch. I think they're gonna be disgusting in two, three years because the way they drafted was very much for the future. You know, the guys like They didn't that, do Vegas, where no, they're just no, like, they, we're cashing in right now. Completely different. Yeah. And I think the investments that they did make in free agency, like the Jaden Schwartz and the uh, Groobies and everything, I think that was a good, solid investment. One thing I will say, hot take, I don't think Mark Giordano was the obvious captain choice, because I really, oh gosh, honestly, man. I like I, 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 I know he'll be here. He'll be in Seattle for like two, three years. But dude, Jordan Everly deserves a C, man. I oh. I love Jordan Everly, so I really—he's been underrated for a long D- time, D- yeah. criminally underrated. Seriously, you know his role on those Oilers teams back in like the mid uh, mid 2010s, and then obviously what he did the past couple years in uh, in Long Island. I mean, I think he deserved at least some sort of look or nod. But you know, you you get Mark Giordano, you know what you're going for with him. You're not gonna get a crazy amount of points. You're gonna get that leadership. You're gonna get somebody who's rugged, rough, tough, and, and somebody who can, you know, really um, you know, be a thorn in the side for a team like a Colorado, like a Vancouver, like, you know, do you a want a, a really hot take here? Yeah. Um the Minnesota Wild will finish second in the central oh, my gosh. second. average over the blues. Over the blues. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate it. Who I'm trying to think who else like would be the uh I mean you, you got Winnipeg? Yeah, but like I don't Chicago? Think. I mean they made a couple good moves and Flower yeah, is good. Yeah, I mean but is that is that enough? I don't think yeah. Chicago's a good enough roster outside of just having Flurry. I I think that their roster is and, just the, And Seth Jones is He's all right. Seth Jones is fine. Seth yeah, exactly. Jones is he's he's fine. He's right. he, the reason that he's as or portrayed as good as he is is because he played on Columbus and like you know, let's yeah. be real, that's not really a deep roster there. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think Nashville. Okay, that's one that I don't one, like Nashville either. See, that's one team that I think could maybe like you know push and shove a little bit. Maybe be a thorn in some people's sides. I don't, I don't know, think man. they're gonna like make a run, but I think they could end up being in like a a six or a seven. You know, Arizona's well in seven, last. You know what I mean, wild card. Arizona, absolutely lost. Arizona's um, trash. Dude.
0: Really, in my mind, they just have to beat out the Blues for second place. Sure. D- and that, Dallas is there too, though, man.
1: I mean, but they—I feel like Dallas wasn't that good last. Am I? Am I tripping? No, I, they weren't great. But like at the same time, I mean, they're always kind of in that situation where they could be decent. They were also in a different division. You got yeah, they're in they a played, different division. They play different. Te- they play different weird. types of teams. Yeah, Um, well,
0: they played. They were in a division with the Panthers and the Lightning. Yeah, unless we forget.
1: Yeah, you're gonna get absolutely pooped on. But they
0: finished behind Nashville, and I don't like Nashville.
1: So, vice versa. Yeah, you know, know. I don't like Dallas. That's my thought. I don't know. I I think it'll. I think it'll be interesting this year. I don't know. I, I think the Devils could do some things. I think that's another I'm just sorry, I'm just kind of going through like Oh I, sure. Yeah. But I think the Devils could definitely do some things with Hughes and uh the other Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Um they got both is of the them. other Hughes playing? I, Have they decided that? I don't I think they might give him some reps here and there, but I don't think it's gonna be like, you know, hardcore or anything like that. I don't know. I think their goalie situation I think Mackenzie Blackwood's a solid goalie. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's something there as well. But I think he's out for a little bit. Um, I don't know, but I, I just always have a feeling that the Devils might actually make some moves because they always have some really good young players. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I think they still have, do. They have PK still. I don't know
0: anything. They, I they don't do follow the PK. East like at all. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I, I grew up hating the Devils because Scott Stevens broke my heart when I was like five. Um, Scott Stevens has broken a lot of people. Period. Yeah. Exactly. So. Shout out Paul Correa. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. I, I shout out Gary Thorne. Shout out Gary Thorne. Oh, yeah. dude, what a. The best call ever. Let's yep. be real. Um, how do you feel about uh, ESPN taking back uh, the NHL? Well,
0: we're gonna find out tonight. That's true. Um, so by the time you're listening to it, it's already happened or happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will keep my eye on it, and I'll probably have it on in here um, once you take. I know you gotta leave soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It depends on how they treat it. If they treat it like it's and and I'm a new loons fan. I love. Yeah. I'm starting to love soccer. Love it. Love it. If they treat it like they treat the MLS, mm-hmm. it's not going to succeed. You know they have yeah. they have to treat it like a big deal, and we'll see how
1: ESPN treats. Because I don't think I mean, they care about hockey. Well, I think they have a pretty decent invest. The thing is that they're hiring people that care, and so that's they, true. They, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they when they lost the deal back in like what is it? Oh three, oh four. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's when they obviously let the people go that don't care about hockey, other than like Steve Levy and like Bucci. Those are the only two that are like the big names that were like, okay, yeah, we're going to keep them. And they know about hockey. Is we it, love them. Is it bad that I'm not really a fan of either one of them? I like Steve Levy, I don't like him on the football. Uh, calls. I don't, yeah. don't think he's good on Monday Night Football, hey, but I think in in hockey, I think he's a really good. Uh, I'm coming really good in with an open mind yeah. tonight. I just and really, I'm
0: I'm gonna let it happen, and if I like it, I like it, and if I don't, I don't.
1: I just respect that like they're hiring again, hiring passionate hockey people, and it's not the conventional hockey people because yeah, I, doesn't TNT like have Nasher under contract? The, uh, at, <laughs> yeah, the they do, dude, they do. that's awesome. Like that's <laughs> yeah. so great, and then they got Biz Nasty as well, which again, like. You know, kind of taking from that barstool situation, you know, kind of like how uh, Fox Sports did with Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. um, y- even though he doesn't work for bar- barstool anymore. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, but the point is, is that, like, they're investing in people that are personalities that are going to be great advocates and ambassadors for the sport on these channels. So I think they're doing the right things. I'll be interested to see how it works out, man. And then um, uh, what's her name? Hextall. Uh, oh, God, what's her first name? Is it Carrie? I don't know. She's going to be she like- she related to Ron? She is. I think Ron is her her uncle? Let me see. Oh, no. Is it Carrie it's Hextall? Race. I think it's Carrie Hextall. No, it's not Carrie Hextall. Hang on. Leah Hextall. Damn it. Yeah, Leah Hextall. I think she is Ronnie Hextall's niece. I want to say, I think. I I'll know. find it. Hang on. <laughs> But she was on the call last year when I can't find it. No, it's all good. I'm I'm already here. (laughs) Um, she was on the call last year when her cousin is Ron Hextall. Okay, there you go. Um, but she was on the call last year for that Minnesota Duluth, uh, UND game that went to like five overtimes. Mm -hmm. And she was, I thought she killed it. Of course, there were always those like you know dudes that wear Oakleys inside, um, that were like bitching about like you know, oh she messed up so many calls. It's just like yeah, so does. Al Michaels all the time, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, like, chill out. But uh, I think she's going to be, like, the first, like, regular, like, female play-by-play for, like, any non-female sport, which is, like, yeah, really sweet. So, I, and I think, you know, she's obviously got the pedigree. Um, she's got the chops. She's done the Frozen Four for many years at this point. You know what um, so I'm, I'm worried
0: about with ESPN, and I'll let you go? Yeah. I'm worried that they're going to do, like, some cheesy, like, puck tracer, you know, or, or something oh,
1: that... Oh, they will.
0: They'll I do something.
1: Hate that. I that. I, I honestly, like... Dude, whatever they don't insult
0: our intelligence.
1: What, but here's the thing you got to remember people watching ESPN in general have not been exposed to hockey for 15 plus years at this point, so you kind of got to insult their intelligence a little bit Mm. or our intelligence, and that's okay. You just got to be okay with it. So, you know, I mean, I guess that's a good reason. Embrace the change, you you know.
0: The the reason I should be okay with it is because you just got to be okay with it. You just
1: got to be okay with it. Listen, at at the end of the day. Hockey is in front of a bigger audience than it ever has been before. And that's massive, at least here in yeah. the States. Obviously, you know, oh, in Canada. Well, nothing changes. Yeah, up exactly. There. Nothing no. changes up there. They're just like, cool. Or Me. here, or here, really. Nothing changes here. Uh, uh, yeah, we're spoiled here. But, you know, for the kid who's maybe. <laughs> in Des Moines. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. in Des Moines or maybe in, like, I don't know, like San Francisco, that's just like, oh, I never get to go to a Sharks game. Now he might be like, damn, I really want to go to a Sharks game yeah. because ESP- I saw him on ESPN. You know, so things Could like be. that, man. Been... Thanks thanks for being here. I know thanks, you got to run. Yeah, for sure. But we'll do it again soon. Hell yeah.
0: Now that that little bit is is out of my system and look, that's just the start of well, hey, I hope E White's going to be on with us many, many times because we did Hoser show and then we did and we talked about it, but um I'm hoping that he's going to be a regular in and out. Um but now it's time to revive one of my favorite segments. It's time for the wild, the filed and the mild. Let's start with the wild. Time for the wild. Of the week. I mean, who else but the guy who made the roster, the guy who, above all odds, and beat my beloved, you know, Marco Rossi and unfortunately beat out Matt Boldy. I don't know if that had much effect on it. I don't know. I don't really care because the guy showed some a lot of speed. He had a really nice goal the other night against, I believe, St. Louis was that game. Um it looks good. And on top of that, I have a personal connection because... My best friend, who I play video games and stream with all the time, who is from Davie, Florida, played with Duhame when they were growing up. So how about that? And actually, it's more of he knows his friends knew him, so they played Call of Duty and stuff growing up. Uh, so pretty. So you can pretty much say me and Brandon Duhame are best friends, I think. Um, not really, but you know where I'm going here. Um, let's move on to the good for him. Uh, I'm very happy for him that he made the roster. I'm hoping that he he fills that secondary scoring, or at least helps with that, which is my main concern. Time for the filed of the week. I mean, can it be anybody else? But I mean, Marco Rossi is at, at standard. Like that was that was gonna happen. You knew that. Uh, but how about how about Matt Boldy? How about I honestly, when it happened, I thought he just kind of twisted his ankle, got under him, and he'd be you know out of you know out for the game. Maybe come back and later that game. I didn't think anything of it. I, I it honestly just looked like his ankle, like he sprained his ankle. Um not to be, and people apparently thought it was a lot worse than I thought it was. Um and it turned out to not be uh the worst-case scenario, but still not good. Uh hopefully we can file Boldy away for now because that's a guy who I want playing with Fiala, like I said, with Marco Rossi. That's a guy who I think they can gel well together. Um, also, let's file away Matt Boldy because he's not even on NHL yet. That's freaking bull. The fact that you have all this time. You know what? Maybe that'll be another rant for another day. Matt Boldy's still not in NHL. Oh, well, yeah, he's going to play an NHL game so they can have his rights. Look, he played in Iowa last year. He should at least be on the Iowa Wild, but what do I know? Time for the mild oh. of the week. I'm sick of waiting, dude. I'm sick of waiting for all these things in the cupboard and just wait one more year and then we'll be there. You just got to wait. Time is running out, people. And and what I mean by that is we have four guaranteed years of Kirill, right? And he's got the no move after five. Time is ticking. And we have. I want us to swing every single year that Kirill is here. I'm not saying we're cup contenders and we're going to the finals, but at least we should try. It shouldn't just be, well, you know, we'll just wait until next year. I think Kirill, he, I mean, he's okay with waiting a year. No. We, the best players should play no matter what. No matter what it takes on the financial side of things. If, the, if they're not the best player available to the Wild at that time, they should not be playing, and the Mild is waiting because I don't want to wait any longer um welcome back to view from the wild guys i'm gonna try to make this as regular as possible if i have some you know hot takes that i want um, or if i have some awesome guests i'm working on a few more hopefully uh hopefully they can they can fill it up and you know we can have a pretty damn cool podcast so uh until next time i'll see you then everybody.